it's a song by um one republic that's who it is i had to google oh, it. oh man i love that song i love one republic and we're probably live and uh, <laughs> did we chat and you guys are catching us shooting the breeze Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's Divi Chat. We're super excited to be here. We've got a great topic for you today. Today, we're going to talk about, is it too late to start with Divi or WordPress? We get this. I've gotten this question quite a bit lately, um, where people who listen to the podcast or, you know, follow our blog or whatever, they ask the question, you know, Divi's been around for five years. WordPress been around for a long time. There's tons of people doing it. Am I too late to the game and stuff? And I just, you know, I figured why not? Come on, let's talk about it. Get the opinions of everybody else. And, and I've got my opinions too. So before we dive into this awesome topic, let's say hello. Good morning and good evening to some of these awesome panelists. Since Sarah has been awake the longest, we're going to go ahead and let her <laughs> Introduce herself first. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on all the socials. I did wake up approximately 10 minutes ago um, and I am the reason we're late. So, sorry. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm just glad you are here, Sarah. I'm Worth super, the wait. Glad you're here. <laughs> we'll see about that. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, David. Uh, I'm Stephanie Hudson coming at you from Charlotte, North Carolina in the States where it's finally beautiful here today instead of all this rain we've been having and nothing is on fire and no tornadoes. So <laughs> it's a plus today. Uh, I, run, I run Sweet Tea Marketing, a digital marketing agency and also Focus WP, which is a white label WordPress maintenance company. You can find me there at focuswp.co and hit me up in the chat if you'd like to. Awesome. So glad you are here, Stephanie. Hey, me Tim. Too. Hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here. I'm broadcasting from Central Texas. And you can find me online at divilife.com, where my Divi products are, uh, timstreifler.com, my client services, and then WP Gears partnered with th this way, this guy over here uh, with our, our Divi courses. That's and this Facebook ad course just went live. Yes. Mm. That's my best Blake Shelton impression. <laughs> um, hashtag Team Blake all the way. Just letting you know. Uh, <laughs> my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, Divi Chat, because we never say it, and I just like saying it every now and then. And obviously what Tim said, WPGears.com. Um, I think this is a great topic because I am one of the, I feel like I'm one of the newer people in WordPress. I mean, I feel like I'm still relatively new. WordPress has been around for, 15 years, I guess it just celebrated its 15th birthday. Uh, 2003, I believe, is when WordPress came into existence. It's 2019, so I guess technically we're in the 16th year. Um, and, you know, 35% of the internet is built on the WordPress platform. That means that a lot of people are using this tool to build websites and a lot of them are making living a living with building websites with WordPress. Divi, 
has been around for, let's see, it started in December of 2013. So it's been a little over five years. So in the big scheme of things from a WordPress theme, that's kind of a long time, you know? Um, yeah. I guess maybe if you compare it to Genesis or something like that, it's, it's not as long, but um, so, you know, people have, have questioned, you know, is it too late? They come, they join our Facebook groups and, you know, and there's tens of thousands of members in these groups making a living with, with the Divi theme and, and WordPress. So, um, and they get excited. I, I know how I felt. I fell in love with WordPress. I loved building websites uh, with WordPress, especially with Divi. And, um, and I, and I really enjoyed doing it. So, you know, they, they asked that question, is it too late? There's so many people doing it, you know, can, can I, can I get myself out there and, and make a name for myself? And before I answer, I'm going to let somebody else talk. Tim looks like he's ready to jump in there. Well, I wanted to say something. You talked about Divi being over five years old, which is a long time for a theme. It reminded me there was a WPMU dev article they're talking about i forget what product it was but it was um it was like four years old and they're like that's like 40 years old in plugin years because plugins kind of have this you know like they get really popular and they kind of die off fizzle out um and with like technology moving so quickly uh you know something that's super relevant and kind of all the rage can fade away pretty quickly and you mentioned genesis and they're they got acquired recently by uh, WP engine. Um, so they're still alive, but they used to be all the rage, um, before Divi five years ago, like they were, that was like the thing to use. And, um, I know they still have a user base, but it's nothing compared to what Divi and some of Divi's competitors have, you know, the new wave of themes as, as page builders. Um, and so even though I guess to kind of answer the question, the short answer, no, it's definitely not too late to get into Divi, to get into WordPress and build websites for clients. Things have changed. The landscape is a lot different than it was five years ago, um, you know, and longer. Uh, but the the end result is always the same. If you were wanting to get into building websites for clients, well, clients still need websites. Nothing's changed there. When social media blew up, um, however long ago that was, people were saying that websites will be obsolete. Everyone's going to have only yeah. social media profiles. David was one of them, I know. Um, but that didn't happen. Websites are still very relevant. And so uh, it doesn't really matter what tools you're using, whether it's Divi or WordPress or, or something else, or I mean, obviously Divi's for WordPress. Um, but as long as you're delivering what your clients need, uh, you know, which is high converting websites, then at the end of the day, no, it's definitely not too late. All right. Thank you all very much. We'll see you all next okay. week. See you. Maybe chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to give you some really good tips, you know, get started and stuff some some or at least i will i have some ideas and stuff but uh stephanie do you think it's you know too late to jump in this 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 arena or set? i was trying to think of like an illustration for this like it's like somebody saying like well no there's already shoes out there so nobody needs to make any more shoes or something like that <laughs> like it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense if you think about the market not only are there all of the businesses out there that need a new website. But then you think about like, look at this room, how many of us have multiple businesses and multiple websites. And then you turn like, go to the next step, which is they have like a three to five year lifespan, seven, if you're really pushing it, you know, something like that. So they've all got to be redone and caught up with new technology and all the other little bits and pieces that go along with it with, you know, content marketing, things like that, or, 
um, you know, maintenance. That's one of my favorites, you know, all those kind of things. So there's so many bits and pieces to it that there's just a huge market. It's just a matter of finding where you fit into that big puzzle. I think you bring up some really, really, really good points. You know, there's so many different, different ways to monetize a WordPress business. It's not just, um, building websites for clients, you know, it can be the marketing side of things where, um, you become the WordPress marketing person, you know, whether it's producing content in the form of blog posts or, or videos or, um, social, you know, content as well. Um, and yes, I was one of those people that felt like social media was going to kill websites, but that's because I was ignorant. <laughs> And uh, I got educated real fast. When you have some pissed off clients because they're not getting any results that they really hoped they were getting, um, it helps me to understand the value of having a website so that you could establish, you know, some some authority with search engines and stuff because those damn pesky social platforms just kept switching up their damn algorithms on me. And every time I'd figure something out, they'd switch it up. And I uh, felt like I was starting all over again. So you recovered from the social media profile only uh, thought process when you advised your clients to blog. And that was before that was common knowledge that like content marketing blogging was the way to go. So props to you on that. Oh, he had to say something nice because he called you out on your mistake. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> I'll take it. Tim, flattery will get you everywhere, my everywhere. friend. Hey, David, yeah. guess what? We've got some stuff going on in the chat right now. Apparently, people are happy about this subject. Nancy says that this is very topical because she's just starting to get uh, her freelance business off the ground. A couple others, Miro is saying she's not alone. So they're ready. They're ready for what you got to tell them. Awesome. You man. guys, if you have questions, specific things, put them in the chat and we'll talk about them. Yeah, absolutely. And let me say, if you're listening to this podcast later on YouTube or iTunes or Spotify, we have a awesome group of regulars that come on, uh, on YouTube, uh, which is 4 PM central time. Use a, a converter to translate that to your own time zone. So come join us live and be a part of the conversation and give us feedback, ask questions. Uh, it's really a lot of fun. Absolutely. Sarah, are you awake yet? <laughs> yeah, I am. I keep like doing these like hidden yawns, not because it's not interesting, but because I'm still waking up. Um, I, like, I think it's interesting. I think there are some businesses that have gone social only, but they're the businesses who never wanted to spend money on a website anyway. So, you know, you might hear some people and they might be doing really well on social because they're really interacting with it and they're getting a lot of engagement and that's great for them. Um, but they were never going to spend money with you anyway. So like, don't feel concerned by the people there are always going to be people out there who want to do their own Squarespace website or who want to um, just go social only. Those are not your clients anyway. So like, you know, don't worry about them. Um, I think there is always room in the market. This last year, I would say half my business has come from people who've been unhappy with whoever they've been dealing with. Um, some of those have been dealing with agencies who have built websites for them and then just kind of like dropped and ran and they've just kind of gone, I don't know what I'm doing. And they've been built like this fully custom theme that's, you know, has no page builder and they can't do anything with it and they can't make any changes. And they're just like, ah, what do I do? I don't even know how to install security. Like, you know, 
So there's all these people who are just having these horrible experiences, either with crappy freelancers who took a full year to develop a website for them or an agency who charged them a lot of money and then dropped and ran. Um, there is plenty of room in the market, I think. If you're going to do good quality work, if you're going to be good with people, that's what people want, like, and they don't want to be ripped off. So, you know, price point, I know we've done a few topics on price point, but I would say price point is hard. Price point is probably the hardest part about coming into the market. I think someone on the chat was talking, Nancy might have been asking about price point. Mm -hmm. I think it's a tricky place. Go back and watch our other videos, but like as a quick overview of price point, I would say just going hesitantly, you know, start with a price, see how it gauges, see if people go for it. If everyone jumps at it, it's too low. If no one jumps at it, it's too high, you know, build yourself up there with price well, point. You don't have to see where you start. There's some really good YouTube videos and other things from other people that are talking about value-based um, pricing. Value-based yeah, sure. huge. And um, I know Miro had posted in our Facebook group too about uh, one of them that was excellent that I just listened to the other day, Miro, if you still have it, pop that in the chat and then it'll be available for anybody watching. But there's there's lots of information about pricing out there. And pricing is a huge factor when you're starting up your business because you have to figure out if you can survive on it. And and I know there's a yeah. lot of folks out there that start this up as a side hustle. And then that yeah. like that making that jump over <clears throat> is one of the toughest as one of the toughest parts. It takes a lot yeah. of work and sleepless nights and a lot of faith <laughs> kind of, you know, like yeah. you've got to just trust that you process and that you know what you're doing. I remember when I started, I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to like build these really cheap websites for people because everybody is just charging way too much. And who's going to spend like that much money on a website. And I had these grand plans to like charge $800 for like a website. And then I started, I talked to some business people, but I started to realize I can't live on that. Like if I build websites for that price, like maybe you can if you live somewhere different in the world, but I can't live on that price. And realistically, the people that you're going to get who are going to pay those prices are going to be the worst clients in the whole world. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to, you don't want to go down that track. You might have to start there, but at least say it's a discounted price, <laughs> not your real price. <laughs> David, were you going to say something? I know. I feel like David had something to say. I was. If not, I, I can jump in. No, uh, go ahead, Tim, because I suffer from CRS really bad. And I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. I left. No I'm, I'm going to have to come back and see if I remember it in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. I know like uh, what's pretty common is when you're thinking about coming in or you're new and you've already kind of started your business, but you're looking at other people around you, naturally, you compare yourself to those that have been around, are more experienced, are ahead of you in business. And so you're like, ah, oh, like, I wish I could be where they're at. Um, but one thing to kind of spin it in a positive way, sometimes coming along later can be a benefit. For example, I started building websites pre-Divi and I was using elegant themes for the most part, for most of my, my themes. Um, but I had, basically I had all of these sites that were built on either another theme from elegant themes or another theme from theme forest or whatever. And then when, uh, you know, it was time to refresh, I had to like, try to remember how those themes worked. 
Um, and I would remember thinking, oh, I wish Divi had been around when I made those sites so everything could be on Divi in one platform. And then the same thing with hosting. Uh, it wasn't as common knowledge that you needed you know, premium hosting and stuff. So I had these sites that were built on these old hosts. And obviously migrating sites isn't that difficult, but um, there can be a benefit when you come along later. You can learn from the experiences of those that have come in front of you. And so you can kind of learn from their mistakes. And so I can share, you know, like David and I talk a lot about on our podcast, how important and we talk about on here too, how important good hosting is not to use really cheap shared hosting as attractive as, you know, that price point may be. Um, and so you can kind of learn from those in front of you and, and not have to repeat their mistakes. So look at it as a positive. I absolutely couldn't agree more. Um, we've got some several friends that, you know, even came late to the Divi game. Um, I'm one of the fortunate ones that has been here since the beginning of this, you know, Divi explosion um, from the first phase. And when I say that, I'm I'm specifically referring to the Facebook groups because that's kind of where Divi you know, really just kind of took off and stuff it's where the community uh, blossomed, where the community just really grew up and it was just really awesome. I mean, I remember when Sarah came in and she actually was working at another full-time job. She wasn't even a web developer, um, but she really wanted to do it and stuff. And, um, you know, that community helped encourage her to, you know, to, to go ahead and go for it. And now she's freaking awesome working and, you know, has people working with her and stuff and, um, and, and has a, a pretty successful business down in Australia. Um, but, you know, I think the community is a really important part of it. Like, I think mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to do it, you don't want to do it alone. And uh, a lot of us sit at home alone by ourselves, working away, building these websites, but having a community of people that you can pop in a question or even just have as friends, I think that can make it a lot more sustainable. But even like, so you can ask the questions, hey guys, like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this website. I need to price it. What do you think? Like, I wouldn't put that in the big Divi group, but if you get to know a couple of people, do that privately because it can, you know, go a bit bad if you do those ones in the big groups. Um, But being able to ask the technical questions and being able to talk hosting and, you know, I wish something like this had been around when I started because it felt big and it felt unknown and there I had a lot of questions and I think having the community, I probably jumped out of my job a good year earlier than if I hadn't have had the community around me because I knew that if I got stuck, there were people I could ask questions. So make sure you're in the communities. They make a big difference. Yeah. You just, you just brought up tip number one that I was going <laughs> to get involved in WordPress meetups, join some Facebook groups, um, you know, learn from, like Tim said, the people who have already kind of walked the path, use their experience. What I've found is that most of these people are willing to be helpful. They're going to share their experience with you. Um, And there's probably going to be people in your location where you're from that's going to be familiar with your audience that you're going after and stuff that really can help out with potentially, um, you know, pricing and, 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 some of the important stuff like that. So tip one, get involved in a community. Don't be afraid to, you know, ask questions and stuff, but then share your knowledge afterwards. Be willing to, you know, give away what you've learned also, pass it on to the next person and stuff. That can be tough to do, especially if you're doing the, um, the side hustle thing, because 
you can get to the point where you're so busy and you feel like every waking minute needs to be billable. And so it does take a bit of like, you have to make the decision to do that and to invest in your business in that way. And in the networking, uh, did I hear somebody say co-opetition recently? Yeah. Like yeah. go back and watch the co-opetition episode. If you haven't, or listen to it, if you haven't already cut that one, because we talk about that specific thing a ton, like how networking, just simple networking basically can do such wonders for your business, even though that isn't your target customer at all. Right. Tim, you What's look tip like number you're... two, David? What's tip number two? I hadn't figured it out yet. I'm going to make it up as I go, Stephanie. I thought you had a whiteboard or something. You put me on the spot, Dan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you fly by the seat of your pants. That's what you just told uh, us. Yeah, one thing, uh, like you think of, you know, is it too late to get involved? You know, am I too late to the game? Um, I I was exploring six months back or a year ago, year and a half, I don't remember, cryptocurrencies and, uh, you know, when it would like, when it blew up and was starting to really blow up. And I remember people were sharing screenshots from Twitter of people talking about Bitcoin, you know, back in like 2008 or whenever, uh, when Bitcoin is pretty new, people were saying like, oh, Bitcoin is, you know, is now over a dollar or now over $5. Like, is it too late to get involved with Bitcoin? And looking back, like Bitcoin is now worth thousands of dollars. And, you know, a year and a half ago or so, it was as much as $20,000 per Bitcoin. It's dropped down quite a bit. But like looking back now, you're like, oh, wow, that person, you know, like if only they knew, like that was really just the beginning. And you could say the same thing about like um, uh, notorious uh, stocks like Apple, for example, like, you know, that just continue to climb. People were like, oh, is it too late? Like, is it not going to go up anymore? Um, and obviously, uh, Divi and WordPress isn't necessarily a investment like that. Um, but in the same type of thing, like I feel like WordPress and Divi, we're really still in the beginning phases and uh, it's going to continue to evolve. Uh, the numbers are growing. Divi's the number one theme in the world and that's continuing. Um, and then WordPress is just eating up market share like crazy. 35% of the internet's built on WordPress. And so, uh, it's not the, the, you know, the, the peak, I would say, you know, it's still, it's still going up and, um, you can, you know, be a part of it and, um, you know, essentially capitalize on the popularity of, of Divi and WordPress. Yeah, I think, I think you bring up a really good point and I'm going to say this. I know this is Divi hallowed ground here, but one of the benefits of, even getting involved now, let's just play devil's advocate and say that Divi goes away. You know, it's not going to matter by that time because you're going to be so well versed with WordPress, which is not going anywhere by any stretch of the imagination that you're going to be able to pivot quickly if need be. Um, again, Divi's not going anywhere. Uh, you know, Nick and the team are working, you know, tirelessly to improve their product to, stay ahead of, you know, all of the other competition out there and stuff. So it's going to be around for a while. Um, but I, I don't even, it's not even an afterthought for me. Holy cow. You know, what if Divi goes away? I'm not worried about it. WordPress is there, you know? So, um, yeah. yeah. And then to, to add on to that, even if WordPress goes away, which again, it's not, uh, both of those are just tools. If you build a business around clients that are paying you for your services to consult them and build websites for them, um, you're going to provide value no matter what tools you use. But uh, a lot of times it's easier to kind of 
you know, target a tool and kind of build your business around using that tool. But like David said, once you, you grow that, then you can pivot to use whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely. I think some people potentially, if they're just coming in now, they'd be trying to ask the question, like, should I use Divi? Like is Divi, you know, a good one to use? Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) Yes. I mean, obviously we, we all use Divi and there are definitely other good themes out there. There are definitely people, there's a lot of chatter around some of the other themes that are going on. And I don't think we would ever be saying you should never use another theme. Um, but I know some people talk about Divi and say, you know, oh, it's, it's too bloated now. It's got too much in it. Like I hate how, you know, heavy it is, those kind of things. I think all of us would be able to attest to the fact that if you build it really well and you have good hosting and good caching and you use something like Cloudflare, your websites can fly. Like they do not run slow. It doesn't have to bulk, bulk down your um, website. But the advantage for using Divi, the reason that I use Divi is because the end experience for my client, for them to be able to update their website moving forward, that's what I use it for. I don't use it because I couldn't achieve it somewhere else. I could achieve it somewhere else. Um, I started out when you couldn't drag, you know, padding and sliding and we had to learn all the CSS. And I love that I know that stuff. I love that that's a part of the way that I personally build. But Divi has the options where people will be able to keep using their website afterwards. And I use it as a selling point. I know some people want to hide Divi from their clients, but I use it as a selling point to my clients because a lot of my clients come to me and say, I have this website and I can't update it and I have to pay my developer $200 every time I want to change three words. And I just want to be able to write my own blog or I want to be able to update my own content or change my own images. And that's why I use Divi. And I think like you guys are right. Divi is continuing to change and evolve. I don't see it going anywhere fast. If it did, I'm sure we'd survive. We'd find another way. We'd find another theme. There's plenty around. It's okay. But the reason that I use Divi is partly because it's just faster if you use just one thing because you can, you know, you know where everything is and you can quickly move around. Whenever you're, I use another theme, I'm like three times slower just because I'm trying to like work out where is that thing? I don't know where that thing is. Where is their custom CSS? You know, it takes five times longer. So you're faster if you're just using one theme, but your clients are going to be so happy with Divi. And that's the reason that I use it. And I know some people think, oh, it makes me not look as good because you can drag and drop all the things. But I think it's a great selling point. So I say yeah, use Divi. I don't yeah, even see, worry about that. Doesn't even come. I never even mind. mention it. I don't hide it or brag about it either way. Just... Yeah, I mean, I can, I can swing a hammer. I can use a screwdriver, but I can't frame a house. Like I, <laughs> I don't have that skill set. Like so, like yeah, anyone can drag and drop and click a toggle and change settings, but it doesn't mean they know what goes into you know an effectively well designed website. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and to, to your point, Sarah, how like some people think that because Divi keeps adding features and it's drag and drop and stuff, it can be bloated. I 100% agree that with, with good hosting and everything, you can have a super fast website. Um, but if some people will say, oh, like uh, with Genesis or, you know, another super lightweight theme, I can get faster load times. And that's probably true. However, what you're sacrificing to me isn't worth it to have, you know, a, a tiny bit load speed, but then you have to like do like code everything manually. Like, no, thank you. Like the uh, ease of use with, with Divi and all of the, uh, the workflow tools that they have being able to, you know, 
uh, copy layouts and, and duplicate sections and, and all of that. And even all the, the new stuff they've been adding with uh, find and replace and stuff like that. Like, you know, I'll take that fraction of a second load time any day to be able to have, you know, the tools that make me so much more efficient. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, man, I will highly encourage you, um, you know, if you enjoy building websites and stuff with WordPress that, you know, definitely dive in, you know, and, and, and go for it on the, on the building. Um, not only are you going to, you know, potentially change your life and it's awesome working in your PJs in the morning sometime and, uh, you know, setting your own schedule and stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just the future. I mean, Tim's right. Tim said it. We are at the very beginning of what the world is going to operate like in the future. I mean, there's lots of brick and mortar still right now, but I see in the future, there's going to be a time where 90%, if not more of all the business is going to be done on this thing right here. So as far as market share and the potential for businesses, that's where everything's going. So, um, you know, and I, I don't know where you live and stuff, but just, I live in a pretty small town here right now, Lake Charles, Louisiana. And I mean, there's thousands of businesses, thousands of businesses, and there are not thousands of web developers here locally and stuff. So, uh, there's plenty of opportunity, uh, plenty of, um, you know, there's just plenty of opportunity out there to grow a WordPress business. Plus, you can frame it in so many ways, too. You can say, are you going to, you know, are you going to be the ones that go out and do the website in 48 hours kind of guy? That's a that's a selling point. Are you going to go out there and you're going to make them super secure? Are you going to make them, super, you know, what's your what's kind of your hook? You can you can frame it in a ton of different ways. You can even go in as almost um, more of a consultant. That's a little bit how I sort of always looked at it. And sometimes I even just straight up tell people, I'm like, look, you can find somebody to punch code. You know, you can find a code monkey for way cheaper than me. If that's what you want. If you want to say exactly what you want this to look like and how you want it to function, I'm not your girl because I'm going to give you my advice after doing this for 20 years and say, you know, this is what you should do in order to achieve the goals that we've already discussed that you're trying to achieve. You know, so you can go into it like that. And then look, you think there's no market for that. I don't care how many thousands of people are building $800 Divi websites. You've got a market because that's something that's missing. Yeah. I think uh, one of the things that I wanted to cover also or recommendations, if you're just getting started with WordPress and, and Divi um, that you may want to consider is, is niching. If there's one thing that I would do differently than I did when I started uh, knowing what I know now, I would probably specialize in an area because it would be a whole lot easier to um, get business, you know, because when I walk in somewhere and I've got 10 dental websites that I've built already, I look like the dental expert, you know, when I walk in and I've got a brewery and a dentist and a pet shop and a, you know, hoo-ha and a this and a that, you know, I'm competing with, with everybody else, but if I'm trying to win a bid, you know, against, you know, in, in my little niche and somebody else has got, you know, their portfolios all over the place, but I specialize, 
you know, they said it, I, I heard it when I first got started and I just, for whatever reason, didn't do it. Um, but I really think that I might do it, do that differently. Um, then, you know, so David, you weren't here, but there's a very mature <laughs> episode of Divi chat from a few weeks ago where that's the children right. were left alone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's words. a blast, man. I wish I'd have been there. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point. Especially like that's so relevant to this topic. Cause it's like, is it too late to get into this? You right. know, cause it's so crowded. There's so much competition. Well, that's a really good way to set yourself apart and differentiate yourself because it doesn't matter if David and I are going up against each other for a dental website and David specializes in dental websites and I just kind of do everything. It doesn't matter if David's, you know, maybe not twice as much, but if he's a lot more, probably going to go pick with him because he knows the challenges. He's done it before. He has the experience to show right. where, oh, I've never actually done a dental, but I built, you know, a... Uh, a lawyer side and a restaurant side and, you know, all these different sites over here. Um, and another thing I wanted to say too, is I think um, to really differentiate yourself between competition, not only niching, but get to the bottom of what your client needs. I like what Stephanie was saying with uh, consultative selling is it's not about building a pretty website. Dave and I actually just had a WP, the podcast topic on this. Um, it's about getting your clients results, figure out what they want to accomplish, what their goals are. Cause they, at, on the surface level, they might say that, Oh, I just want a really good uh, looking website. I want a you know, a strong web presence. Well, that doesn't really do anything for their business, um, at least not directly. Um, but if you can kind of dig deeper and find out, oh, okay, they actually want to get leads from their website. You know, they're not utilizing um, an online presence to get leads. And so if you can actually help them figure out how to do that, yes, we're going to build you a website, but we're going to design it in a way to drive all the traffic to your lead form so you can get more leads. And on top of that, we're going to uh, help you get traffic to your site, you know, through Google ads, Facebook ads, content marketing, and so that's going to set you apart because now they're comparing you to a guy that's just going to build them a pretty website. Well, now you're, you're setting yourself apart and they're going to go with you because they're going to actually do something to help them grow their business. I think that's a really good point in that. Um, I think a lot of people come, <laughs> I think a lot of people come along and think, well, I know I like when I started, I just wanted to build websites. Like I wasn't really thinking about starting a business. I wasn't really thinking about, all the meetings that you have to have with clients and all of the admin that goes along with running a business. And I just wanted to build pretty websites. Like really that's where I started. And I think a lot of people, you know, maybe they're really good at code or maybe they're, I don't know, they're really good at design and they kind of come from one perspective. But if you are going to get started with Divi, I think one thing you need to keep in mind is that you need to have the whole thing. Like you can't just, build a portfolio and hope clients will come to you. At some point, you're going to have to talk to them. And at some point, you're going to have to sound like the most confident person in the world that's going to ease their nervousness about handing all this cash over to you. And more and more, I find the meeting is where I win the client. It's not, or the phone call is where I win the client. I could almost do any price to them or I could do, you know, it's not really about the price or it's not even about sometimes the whole um, proposal that I do up, but it's about the relationship and the talking and them feeling like I know what I'm doing. I am a hundred percent sure I can pull off what they're asking and they don't have to worry. They don't have to stress. Like, I think that's a skill you have to learn along the way. Um, and I think a lot of people don't think about that when they think I just want to build websites. I just, is it too late to get into Divi? Well, no, it's not too late to get into Divi and build websites. 
but there's clients behind that. And so you're going to need to do more than just build websites. If you want to do well in this industry, you can't just expect to jump in and build websites with Divi. Absolutely. Great points by Tim yeah. and Sarah. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of things from chat here. Uh, and the Emily, chat is blowing up today. Yeah, You're up. listening on iTunes. You should check this chat out sometime. Um, Emily Taylor asked, how long did it take each of you to feel competent in building sites? So does somebody want to field that one first? Okay, Such a I'll broad feel. question, right? Like, <laughs> What kind of sites? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Bring me a 5,000 product e-commerce yeah, store today and I'll be like. answer to that question. I felt comp competent from the very beginning. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> Fake however, it till you make it. Yeah. When I look back on the sites that I built in the beginning <laughs> and the knowledge that I have now, it's really kind of scary. Um, so I, I, I think that's what really attracted me to WordPress and made me feel like that was something that I could do with, with making a living with it was that I did feel competent with it. I felt like there was enough help and resources out there that no matter what problem I ran into, I would be able to solve it, even with my um, lack of development skills and stuff. And that's really why that community is so, so tip important. One, everyone. What's that? Yeah. Tip number one. Yeah. Yeah. Tip yeah. One. My, my story is kind of similar to David's. I felt pretty comfortable early on and knowing what I know now, I shouldn't have felt uh, yeah, confident exactly. and confident, but it's kind of like, you don't know what you don't know. And it was almost like I was naive to a benefit and I kind of had confidence because I didn't realize there was stuff I didn't know, but WordPress and Divi or, I mean, WordPress in general, but Divi especially, I think, um, empowers people to be able to, um, do things themselves. Cause I remember when I, uh, figured out WordPress, it was before Divi, but I, um, I got an elegant themes membership the same day I, uh, learned about WordPress and it was like, wait, 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 All a I, big day. I know it was a huge day. <laughs> it was a great day. Um, I like being able to like, okay, like I learned here's how to install WordPress on the host. Here's how to upload a theme. And it was like, okay, it doesn't look great, but I just built a website and like how great of a feeling that was. Um, and that kind of just kind of helped propel me and to move forward. And um, I think the way things are with the internet and uh, the community of WordPress and Divi and everything really worked well for my learning style. If someone put me in a classroom teaching me WordPress and Divi, I would have been bored falling asleep. But like, oh, go build a website and you know do a Google search to learn how to do certain things and learn what you need when you need it type of thing. But like that, like was that's okay. Here's the end result. I don't know how to get there, but I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to learn and I'm going to search and I'm going to ask Facebook groups and stuff like that. And then you kind of just get more and more comfortable and confident as you go along. Yeah, the, that's I've said that for a, a lot of years, not not just specifically Divi, but the internet is like one of the coolest businesses because the, the internet literally teaches you how to do it. Like yeah. you, it, you, you can, like you can't just, you can't become an attorney by going to court. You, you know, you can't be a doctor by going for an exam. Like, but if you just go on the internet, you can learn how to do the internet. like all of it, which is like the raddest thing ever that you can teach yourself all this stuff. I mean, how many people like, did any, did any of you guys go to school for this? 
deep thoughts. I mean, I had a, I, I have a business degree, but not anything related to computer not science. For web. No, I, I started I for information technologies, which was computer science, but not web. So, um, close, yeah. you know, I mean, I, mean I took, I took a couple early classes, but at the time I wanted to do graphic design. So I wasn't even, I just took it cause I wanted to like design websites. And then I had my, like you, Tim, I had my first hello world. But it was a long time. It was like 96. So it was like a very different, like this was way. Like, and I was like, oh, that was awesome. Like I was so excited. Yeah. Hey, yeah, and, then, and then when you break something and then you figure out how to fix it, uh, like, you feel unstoppable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's at like 3.30 a.m. usually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nobody's around to share it with you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, David? I said, I, I remember when y'all are bringing back memories. I remember when the Encyclopedia Britannica came out on the <laughs> and it was right, like, I don't feel so old now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. You know, um, it was just kind of mind blowing and stuff. And I'm still very, very much in love with the internet. Um, I definitely think that it's changed the world. I think that it will continue to change the world. Uh, it's, it's made us all more aware of um, you know, what's going on around in other parts of the world. I mean, for Christ's sakes, Sarah's in Australia right now. For Christ's you know? sake, Sarah, what are you doing? I <laughs> know. How awesome is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's true, right? Like, I, I think it's great that the, the, what we're doing is online and you can do this completely online. You don't need to be servicing local clients. I never anticipated servicing local clients and I have clients all over the world which is great um, but more and more of my clients are Canberra based like they're from my town here and it's because people want to work with someone locally so it's an interesting thing because I can work with someone over in America while at the same time working with someone who's just up the street some people don't care where you live some people actually it's a benefit that I live in Australia because it means I can do things while they're asleep and so if I need to update the website, they like the fact that that's during my day and it's during their night and that works really well, which is great. Um, but for some people, they want to be able to have a coffee with me and know it's a real person doing the stuff on their website. So there are all sorts of clients out there who want all sorts of different things. But the internet's great because you don't have to be in person, but you can be in person. And if you don't know how to do something, you can find it on the internet if you can't find it on the internet, you can join a Facebook group and ask someone and they can point you to the place on the internet. You know, you're not on your own, um, but it's very diverse. You can niche if you want. You don't have to. You can start with a low price point and slowly build up if you want to. You can do it all on your own or you can outsource to other people. Like you don't have to do it one particular way, but I think you need to be confident and just have a go at it and, you know, migrate and you know change as you go if you need to you don't need to work it all out right at the beginning like it's okay you'll get there and maybe you'll make some mistakes that cost you a lot of money who hasn't yeah. but maybe you'll learn some things and you're not somewhere okay yeah yeah exactly everybody's first e-commerce website is a complete black hole of loss <laughs> all i gotta do is install this plugin sure yeah. Just pop, a, just pop these 50 products in there. No big deal. Yeah. Um, 80 <laughs> hours later. Stephanie posted or Tim posted here and I was going to, yeah. I was going to bring it up as well. Someone asked a question in chat, but before we ask that question, I just had a great idea that I want to pose to the audience and maybe even to my 
co-host here on Divi Chat, um, because we are coming close to, you know, the hour. We started a few minutes late, but, you know, within 10 to 15 minutes, maybe, you know, um, I, we do have very specific topics each week that we cover and talk about. And this specific question doesn't, you know, align 100% with the topic today, but I want to ask it because I feel like it's an important question, but it also made me think, wow, what if we did that? What if we opened up the last five or 10 minutes? So much anticipation. We don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Allowed I knew what he's getting at. <laughs> you know, ask any questions. Come AMA. On, Build it up. Oh. I brought that idea up before. No, plus oh, I well, said good. it at the beginning. You're a dad gum <laughs> We're going to start doing that idea. That's an awesome idea, Sarah. Um, anyways, here's the okay. question. Oh, well, I, there, oh, there's more. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to ask his question. Did you want to say something? Oh, yeah, of course I do. Always. But go ahead. <laughs> this is from Chris, by the way. Chris S. Go for it, David. I just want to give him a shout out. No, you you can you can read the question. Oh my Go god, ahead. somebody read. All right, my boss is starting to give me pushback about using Divi. How do I convince him that Divi is still the most flexible and relevant platform to build on? And then he followed up with, he believes theme builders like Divi are too bloated as far as code and leave too many vulnerabilities. He likes building on Bootstrap or raw code, which loosely translated means he wants to have a an, a a captive client base you know, forever, which I understand that, you know, I'm sorry, Tim, I don't mean to jump in here, but no, no, no. Uh, I wanted one of you guys to jump in. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I feel like Chris, I'm a, this is just my own opinion. Your boss is going to get more business with the more flexibility that he gives his clients. If he can show his clients what exactly Sarah's point was about how they can manage their own sites that's the power of Divi and Divi can be the most secure WordPress website on the planet. We run two insanely large e-commerce websites, our own, you know, and they run pretty dang fast. You know, they run fast, they run well. Um, and you've so, never been hacked. Yeah. And, and it can be done. So yeah. I mean, real um, world, real talk, Chris, like, convince him that Divi is the most flexible and most relevant platform. You can't, you can't like, you can have arguments about any of the other builders and things like that. Well, I mean, how do you define most relevant like that? You know, if, if he's just dead set on fighting you, then you, it doesn't matter how many facts and figures you have, but I would say it almost ignore the Divi element and do like what we were talking about before. Go back and say, what are you trying to accomplish with this website? And then you say, okay, so if we know where we're going to get, like you, if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there. That's what I was <laughs> so figure out what you're trying to accomplish, say who needs to be able to access it, because that can be one of the biggest sellers, like we've talked about for the, for this kind of platform, because if there's going to be a ton of people at the company that need to be able to edit code or edit content, I mean, then Oh, okay. Yeah. Bootstrap that. That's a great idea. No, that'd be a mess. You know, people jacking up code all over the place. So, you know, but it just, it really depends on that specific situation. If you have somebody that's skilled enough to custom code the whole thing, go nuts. You know, that's, that's what he wants to do. I mean, really you can't, you have to go by 
like goal-based selling. Otherwise anybody can come up with a million different, like, okay, it has short codes. Yeah, it does. Okay. Is that going to affect negatively the end result? No, depending on your end result, you know what I mean? So yeah. And, and I kind of talked about the, the bloat issue earlier, jumping off of Sarah's point, you can have a very fast loading Divi website, it, you know, out of the box on like no, no caching, no Cloudflare, no, nothing compare it to uh, a non page builder. Well, it's going to be slower, like hands down, it will be slower, but you do the right steps. You have good hosting. Uh, you do the proper caching and, and CDN and all that stuff. Well, Divi is going to load just as fast as anything else. And then, um, you know, you're, it's a trade-off. I think flexibility wise to be able to build as quickly and um, efficiently as you can with Divi, with all the tools that are built in compared to doing it from scratch without a page builder. Well, I think it's worth sacrificing that in terms of, of you know, the feature bloat type of thing. Um, and again, I, as David mentioned, you know, I have very fast loading Divi websites. I've never been hacked. I don't think, uh, uh, like a page builder like Divi, um, I don't think vulnerabilities are an issue if you have really good hosting. I think vulnerabilities come into play when you have poor hosting or you're using a lot of plugins uh, with poorly coded plugins, in fact. But Divi does a really good job. When they find a vulnerability, they immediately fix it, send it out to other customers. Even if you don't have an active subscription, they let you upgrade for free. And so... Um, yeah. And that's happened, I think maybe three times since Divi's existed. So. Yeah. I laughed out loud because Nancy put this comment. Her first client is an e-commerce site. Just yeah. drop me in the deep end. After we've all just <laughs> said how terrible. <laughs> What's that? You got it, Nancy. We'll help you. We'll yeah, help. we'll get, we got your back, Nancy. We got your back. Uh, uh, so I think, okay. So we've been talking about a business with Divi and WordPress, right? So what are the issues? One is the software. No brainer, right? Well, at you, there's all these resources to learn it. So you can figure out how to build these websites. You can have the knowledge. The second is all these things about pricing, admin stuff, all of that. Okay, so let's rely on our community. Let's go back to tip number one, everybody. I'm sure there's more tips coming, but tip number one was the community. And then what else? What, uh, what are the other issues? Miro said in the group and other people, this is a tough one. Where do you find your first clients? Yeah. That's another element too. That doesn't make it not a relevant um, business to start, but you know, somebody put in there, go to the local chamber of commerce, look at how terrible their websites are, hit them up. That person, I, I'm sorry. I can't remember who said that. They got 10 websites that way. They got, they sold 10 sites just by going to the chamber of commerce, you know? So, I mean, we've talked about all this different networking and things like that. Um, you know, I mean, there's other ways to do it, but what, what am I missing? What are the other possible Here. issues or pain points for starting this business up? Um, can I add on the first few clients aspect? Yeah. Um, I think to get your first few clients, at least for me, it was about making sure everyone that I currently knew, knew what I was doing. And so I did Facebook posts. I, you know, invited everyone to share my, uh, to like my new business page and, you know, it wasn't spammy. It was just like, Hey, this is what I'm doing now. Let me know if you or someone, you know, needs a website. And I got so many, uh, uh, clients from people that I already knew, but then also friends referred me. Cause you know, and I like, even I don't promote a lot on personal Facebook or I don't promote at all actually. 
And, um, but I have friends that remember that from several, you know, years ago, five years ago and are referring or are coming back around and saying, Hey, I remember that you did websites. Mm -hmm. It was like really just like a small period of time where I was promoting actively just to kind of get the word out there. And so I'm of the opinion that your first few clients are people that you already know or people that you already know. know. The friends and family network. It it took me probably two years until I did a site that was beyond that, like beyond people that I knew or people that I knew who they knew, like, you know, two steps away kind of thing. Um, And the other thing I did was build a portfolio. So I spent a full year while I was working building a portfolio. The first website I did, I did for free for a friend because I was learning and I said, hey, I'll do it if you don't mind me kind of learning on the job. Like I'm happy to make you a website. He was happy. He got it for free. Then after that, I did some heavily discounted websites, which again, they were getting a really good deal. I could learn on the job. I was still earning an income on the side. So I spent a year and I think I built maybe eight, seven or eight websites in that year. It then meant I had a full portfolio. And the other thing I would say is keep your clients really happy so that then if anyone ever asks them, they have nothing but glowing things to say about you. So even if someone calls you on the phone and it's clear they don't want to spend the money with you, if you treat them really well on the phone, they will remember that. And even if then they're talking to someone else, you know, like you just don't know what people are going to say to other people. You don't have to be a sucker. You don't have to do work for free. Like just because someone's being mean to you and you don't want to like get a bad name. But if you can treat people really well and if you can give away stuff for free, people will appreciate that and they will talk well of you, even if it's not them that's going to give you the money, they may direct someone else to you. Yeah, like what Stephanie was saying, and she has that consultative approach where she'll tell someone, look, I'm not a good fit for you. It would be better. You'd be better served if you go over here. Well, that meant a lot. Like that builds up so much trust. Like I guarantee you if that person talks to someone that does need what Stephanie does and does need, you know, that higher caliber of service, well, they're going to, she's going to be the first referral. That's, she's going to be the first person they think. To be fair, that's really hard to say out of the gate. Like when you're just starting, it's very hard to say like, we're not, you're not for me. (laughs) All you want is any client. You want anybody. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, But but what I'm saying, that mentality of serving the client by all means type, type of thing. Yeah. And if you doesn't, my bottom line, like looking out for the serving the client. Yeah. I just got a client this last week because a few weeks ago they called and asked me some questions and it wasn't a really good fit. They had a custom website. They didn't really want to come over, you know, like they had all these reasons and I was like, that's fine. Like, but here's some advice. I gave them a whole bunch of advice. This last week they came back and said, Hey, we're really impressed with the advice you gave us. We'd like to do a website with you. Like you just never know, even if it sounds out of the gate, like it's nothing give them advice, share what you know, and people really appreciate it. The advice thing is huge. You don't have to like give stuff away for free always. I mean, like when people say give stuff away for free, you think about like doing a ton of work. But a lot of times, if you just have somebody on the phone and you just give them a couple tips, it's like, I always say like people coming to us for a website is how I feel going to the mechanic. I don't understand it. I feel like I'm going to get taken like it's going to yeah. be a total ripoff. So if somebody's there and like, Hey, you know what? You could just do this or this with your car and you get a lot more mileage out of it. I'm like, I guess who I'm going to when something bad happens, you know, it's yeah. like just the littlest things because it's not their world. You can just yeah. help, say like, Hey, by the way, do you know that you're not supposed to have your business as a person account on Facebook? It should be a business page because you can get flagged by that. I just had this happen. People are like, you're kidding. Like they just don't know. And it's, it costs you nothing to do that and it just helps really so like all that kind of stuff but i it is it's tough to get those connections 
but but once yeah. you start networking and getting more people to talk to and get on social i mean send stuff out to people you haven't talked to in a long time like tim was saying like hey what's up did you know i'm starting this new business you should just check it out like not hard selling but just because we all know every everybody nobody likes to get so, what's your line i like to buy that i like to be sold to <laughs> yeah. everybody loves to buy stephanie dang it the tip number three nice which Boom. is be helpful I love yeah, i'm gonna tell you solid. right now from a sales expert that will close more deals for you than anything else that you do Mm -hmm. uh, like Sarah way more than price or yeah. service uh, like or what you're selling yeah well like uh, you say like people uh, i think a lot of people who come along feel nervous they feel really worried both about the fact that they're giving their website to you but also the fact that they're giving you a whole bunch of money and if you can ease that by however you can do that whether you're helping them know that you know what you're talking about so helping them understand that you have the expertise or even just in the way you come across that if you can be calm and confident then they are going to feel that and it's going to help them feel like it's okay it's okay to give them my money it's okay to hand over my website it's going to be all right people just want to be calm so even if you don't know what you're doing like if someone comes to you and goes hey i want this crazy whatever website and you freak out and inside you're going oh my god i don't know how to do that yeah. your job is to be calm and say no worries we can do that we can absolutely that. no worries at all and yep. just help them feel calm and confident then go away and do your googling and talk to the people in the community and you know do all the things give yourself enough time so you don't end up like right with not enough time to do it but you can learn whatever you need to learn if you can help them stay calm they will pay a little bit more for that service yeah yeah that's right. that's your we new motto everyone no worries we can do that we have run out of time it's been an hour already holy crap um john i'm gonna i'm gonna say one more comment here we don't need to talk on this but John Cooper says that Tim should get a t-shirt. You know, everyone likes to buy, but they hate to <laughs> I think that needs to be on the front and on the back of it, it should say, take care. Buy bye my bye. services. That's, I was going <laughs> to say the same thing, but I didn't have time to type it. <laughs> All right. Um, man, it's been a good episode. I, I hope if you're new to Divi and if you're new to WordPress, that this, that this episode encourages you to pursue, you know, doing this as a business if that's what you really love to do uh, because it's never too late i do very much believe we're still in the very beginnings of what will be one day you know the you know everything i mean business will be done this way period um so yeah i hope it i hope it's helpful um did we want to do parting thoughts or are we good with with rolling out of here what do you got i want to i want to shout somebody out can i do that absolutely give a shout out yeah because we gotta did pablo get that hammer going yet did we smash those like buttons oh, no. did and if you're just listening on itunes or any of the other places that we don't have leslie here to list off uh leave us a leave us a review give us a five-star review or tell us what we can do better here's one from uh john john phillips he says, this podcast truly is a treasure trove of wonderful awesomeness pertaining to all things Divi and web development. 
I've grown more as a developer in training from following the hosts and taking their advice. No other podcast is more helpful when it comes to giving you tips for running a business with Divi and WordPress. So entertaining and useful at the same time. So I thought that one was kind of fitting for today's, even though it was given awesome. way before that. But anyway, yeah, give us a give us a review. We appreciate it a lot, Thank you guys. Review, then we'll read it on air and shout you out. That yeah, was right. awesome. <laughs> that was a great review. Wasn't it good? John Thanks, John. John John. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. That was nice of them to do that. So um, awesome. All right, everybody. We have another great topic next week. I wish I could tell you what the heck it was, <laughs> but I have no clue. So you're just going to have to tune in next week to figure it out when we figure it out. So, <laughs> all right, Tim, you want to sign us off? <laughs> all right, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> see you. See you, everybody. <laughs>